Amen. Well, again, welcome to church. So glad to be with you guys. We are in a series right now called Seeds. We're talking about this principle of sowing and reaping that we see all throughout scripture. This is week four of the series, I believe. And all month we've been talking about the different kinds of seeds that we see throughout scripture. We've taken a look at Galatians 6, 7 through 9 um, during the whole series. I will go there again this morning. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. For he who sows to the flesh will of the uh, flesh reap corruption. He who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. We've been talking about this scripture kind of at the beginning of every message in this series, and we really dove into it in week one. And we talked about how, man, this law of sowing and reaping is at work in our life, whether we like it or not. We talked about how everyone's planting something all week long. We've been chucking seed down, whether it's good or bad, we're all planting something. And then week one, we talked about how um, when we sow, we will reap if we don't lose heart. There's patience involved with this principle of sowing and reaping. Then week two, we talked about the seed that we read. We talked about how God describes his word as a seed and the condition of our heart as the soil and how the seed of the word is good and it's life-changing and, and there's life within the word. But the, the impact of the word in our life is dependent on the condition of our heart. And when the word went into the good soil, it produced a crop a hundredfold. Last week, we talked about, um, for Mother's Day, we talked about seedlings. And we took a look at the fact that the vast majority of the time that the word seed is used in scripture is in reference to children. And so last week, we talked about what does that mean, man, um, God refers to children as seeds. They're so full of potential. There's their legacy bringing. A seed produces seed. And we talked about, man, are we cultivating the potential within our seedling? Are we protecting and staking our seedling? Are we raising spiritually resilient seedlings? And that brings us to today. We're talking today about the seed that God sowed. The seed that God sowed. In week two, when we talked about how the seed is the word of God, we took a look. That scripture was in Matthew 13. The scripture for today is in Matthew 13 too, and it was, it was all kind of at the same moment of teaching with Jesus. And so I'll just kind of recap what this moment was like. In Matthew 13, we see Jesus is teaching, and we see he goes, go ahead, hold that scripture for just for a minute. Um, we see he's teaching on the beach with his disciples, and more and more people start to gather Go ahead and remove that scripture from the screen, please. <clears throat> more and more people are starting to gather with Jesus on the beach. <clears throat> and the crowd gets so big that Jesus steps out into a boat and pushes the boat away from shore and starts teaching all day to this large crowd. And he's teaching in parables the whole day. He's teaching in stories the whole day. And first he shares the story about how the word of God is like a seed, which we talked about in week two. Then he talk, shares a parable about um, the wheat and the tares, which is what we're going to talk about today. And then he shares the parable about how faith is like a mustard seed. And then he talks about the parable of the leaven. And all day long, Jesus is on this boat teaching people through stories. <clears throat> As the day gets long and the crowd starts to disperse, Jesus stops teaching publicly and him and his disciples go back into a home. 
You can assume as Jesus' custom, as his tradition, he was probably sitting around the table eating a meal with the disciples after a long day of ministry. And as they're sitting around the table, the disciples ask for Jesus to expound on his teachings a little bit. And he expounds on the teaching of the parable of the wheat and the tares, which we're going to dive into this morning. Let's first check out what Jesus says about the parable of the wheat and the tares when he talks about it publicly. He says this in Matthew 13, verse 24 through 30. Another parable he, Jesus, put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares or weeds among the wheat and went on his way. But when the grain had sprouted to produce crop, so the tares or the weeds also appeared. So the servant of the owner came to him and said, Sir, um, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. And the servant said to him, Do you want us to then go and gather them up? But he said, No, lest that when you gather up the tares, you also uproot some of the wheat with them. So the farmer said, Let them both grow together until the harvest. And then at the harvest time, I will say to the reapers, First gather up the the tares or the weeds, bind them up in bundles and burn them, um, but then gather the wheat into my barn. Okay, (laughs) right? This again is a parable that Jesus spoke in parables. and, And again, you might be asking, why? Why did Jesus talk like this? We know what it means because we're gonna, he explains it later on, which, was, which we're going to talk about. But why did Jesus talk in so ambiguous terms? A couple of reasons. One reason is because the Old Testament prophesies that he would. The Old Testament says that he would come and open his mouth in parables and utter things kept secret from the foundation of the world. So Jesus' teaching in parables was confirmation that he was the Messiah. It was how it was prophesied that he would teach. He would teach in story. He would teach in parables. But it, but it was also because oftentimes he said, if you have ears, let him hear. If, he has, if you have eyes, let him see. Because the Pharisees and the religious leaders of the time were trying to t- trap Jesus in his words. And so he spoke in parables and people that were really leaned in and really wanted to know would understand what it meant. But the Pharisees would just leave confused and so they couldn't trap him in his words. And I believe he spoke in parables because it created a hunger for the truth. And those who really hungered to know what Jesus was saying sought him out. You know, scripture says that if you ask for wisdom, God will grant it to you. And so I believe Jesus also spoke in parables because he wanted us to lean in more to him and to really say, God, what are you meaning when you say this to show that we really want to hear the truth? So after the crowds left, Jesus with his disciples around a table in a home of, we don't know whose home, but someone obviously who's a friend of Jesus opened up their home set a meal. You can assume he, they set a meal. They're sitting at the table, and you can picture the disciples. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have been watching the Chosen series, but doesn't it just bring light? There's a new show series called The Chosen that just kind of depicts the disciples in a certain way. So you have all these personalities of the disciples circling around the table with Jesus, and they're like, yo, Jesus, we are vibing with what you're saying in all these parables. But can you run that like wheat and Terry's one by us 
one more time. Can you expound on that one a little bit? And so Jesus does, when they're in the home, in a private setting, Jesus goes into great detail about what this parable means. And I'll read it for you. In Matthew 13, 36 through 43, Jesus says this. So then Jesus sent the multitudes away, and he went into the house. And his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. And he, Jesus, said to them, He who sows the good seed is the Son of Man, or himself, Jesus said, he who sows the seed is Jesus, and the field is the world, and the good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, or believers, but the tares are the sons of the wicked one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. He's such a punk, isn't he? The, dev- or the harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. That makes a lot more sense now, right? Why don't you just say that the first time, Jesus? (laughs) Um, Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man, Jesus, will send out his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all the things that offend. And those who 